Chipper. And I'm Jen Northington, and this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. I read the quote and started laughing. Uh, women like a man to be quiet and well-mannered <laughs> and reserved, reserved, and maybe a little shy. Cultivate those qualities and you'll do well. <laughs> I know you hate Oliver, but also he does I, give Matt the best line. He does. He but I mean, that's the big news of this episode is Matt, <laughs> Matt Calvin is back. <laughs> I got so excited when I saw his name, I had to put the book down. <laughs> I slow played it a little bit because there were Shanshan POV, like notable Shanshan POV. And I was like, pretty good yourself. And then I was like, hey, 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 I'm not going to tell me, her that you didn't that give me any back. warning. I was, I was Mr. Burns fingering. Over I know. Okay, I'm right. so glad though. It was such a delightful I thought surprise. it would be more fun for you to be like uh, ready for it to be annoying and then to be happy you're so right good call it was an excellent reading experience yay so yes we are rereading the wheel of time books in honor of the tv show adaptations release although noted we will not be talking about the tv show until the strike is over yep um and we're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments in the books digging into all things wheel of time today we are finally talking about winter's heart chapters 13 through 18 thank yes. you all for your patience while seriously deadline are gone <laughs> books are turned in yeah they're out in the world they're out in the world in some cases in some cases <laughs> yeah yep i'm not going to the woods anytime soon like where our <laughs> lives are theoretically back to normal knock wood something else will happen i'm sure uh all right so like an ancient pre-discussion note that came up in the last time because there's like all of these like rods floating around like everybody yes. has some rod that they're like so Sorry, I just suddenly thought of Ro Rosalind Pike's interview. Oh, where she talked about the Oath Rod. There are so many rods. Iconic. Uh, <laughs> but Mike Sedai in the Discord reminded us that the black rod that came up in the last section is actually a Terra Angriel that produces Balefire. It's not another Oath Rod because that's what I was like. Is this another Oath Rod? And yeah. Like, what else could it be? But it's not. It actually is a thing that makes Balefire. It was used once uh, at the end of the... Mm, why can't I remember what TSR stands for? I just did the storm rising. That's not what it's the shadow rising. The shadow rising. Oh my god, my brain. Uh, when the black sister tries to use it and destroys most of the museum in the Panarch's Palace in Tanchico. So yes, that was stolen by Leandra and other black sisters, which is why it keeps popping up. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Mike, for as ever reminding us of things that we have forgotten. Seriously, super. That was like five books ago. So I am so long. Like so impressed with everybody who can I keep know. these facts in their head. Mm -hmm. I can't remember books I've written. <laughs> So I will read like a book, like a manuscript I'm working on. And I'm like, who wrote this? <laughs> Couldn't it be me? <laughs> so very, very impressive, everybody. I, I just, I started, it's this like finance book, but I read the whole thing from the library and then I bought it so I could use it to like, you know, be an adult. And I was rereading a chapter today and I'm like, did I read this last time? And I read that less than a month ago. <laughs> remember this anecdote like where did this come oh, from it's amazing oh, oh goodness good grief all right uh, so we're gonna do promo corner because we can Preeti you want to start you have things yes I but this is a very big week 
Uh, Spider-Man's Bad Connection came out yesterday. Yay! You can get signed copies at from Brave and Kind Bookshop. We can put a link in the show notes. Yep. Um, today we announced I am the co-host for the new season of Women of Marvel. It's very, very cool. Every episode is a deep dive into specific characters. The first episode is all about Jean Grey. Uh, and it's fascinating. We even talked to like a scientist who told us the realities of telekinesis. Like Ooh. it's it's a really cool plan for the season. And then tomorrow, Love Unlimited number 66, Gambit and Rogue part six, the final issue in my Gambit and Rogue run comes out on Marvel Unlimited. Amazing. Uh, let's see. Fit for the Gods, my latest co-edited anthology with a sign of Williams is out in the world. And I was just staring at this box of author copies in the office like what the hell am I gonna do with these this is I have 25 copies coming at some point I saw your post and I was like I'm gonna do the same thing yeah (laughs) yeah so I was like I'll do a giveaway and then I was like I don't want to do it myself so Danica the Lesbrary which side note if you are looking for a great uh review site for queer books it is like it's been on the internet for like 20 years now Danica's like a long-standing uh, book blogger, uh, and also one of my coworkers at Book Riot, but she does this on the side, much like this is my side project. So I was like, Danica, can we please do a giveaway on the Lesbury? And she was like, yes, because this collection is hella gay. So uh, leave a link in the show notes. You can go enter it if you want, if you didn't already get one. I'm not judging. Okay. Chapters 13 through 18. I literally was like, who the fuck is talking right now? (laughs) I will say, I was so glad you posted about that or I can't remember Mm. if you posted. Oh, yeah. The names things in the Discord. Yes. Yes. About the Ashaman specifically being referred to as their first names for some inexplicable reason. Had Swain, because, you know, we've only ever really talked about the Ashaman from like a Rand POV. Yes. And he calls them all by their last names. So like Narishma, Hapwal, whatever. It was just a lot of context clues today to remember who was I literally went to the app. I was like, who the fuck is Jahar? Like, who is this Jahar? Like, who are these peels even? Who are these people? And thank God for the app because it was like, oh, that's Narishma. I was like, why isn't she calling him Narishma? <laughs> like, why are we suddenly in Katsuane's head and she's calling everybody by different names? Like, it's just mean. Um, so yeah, thank you app. <laughs> For that. The app was super helpful. Um, I will say I appreciated being back in Cat Swain's head because I think what Cat Swain does that other characters don't do is she just doesn't freaking care who she's talking to. <laughs> she treats everybody the same. <laughs> Not true. that it's she treats them nicely yeah. or respectfully, but at least she treats everybody the mm-hmm. same. It's true. whether they're eyes to die, like sea folk. The Isle, dragon reborn. It, dragon reborn. It does not. It doesn't matter to her. There's no sense of like hierarchy from her no. in the ter- in terms of like bureaucratic hierarchy. Right. It's just she thinks her plan is the best plan mm-hmm. and is going to act accordingly, regardless of who she's talking That's to. Right. And that was extremely refreshing. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I got a little frustrated with some of this POV because I felt like it was a lot of you know, names tossed around, some of which I recognize, some of which I didn't. There was a lot of like random, like, well, what's happening with this? Well, what's happening with that? And I was like, okay, I guess you have to like catch us up on this stuff. But I'm just like, you know, I don't know. 
it didn't help that I I was like, when did I said I start bonding Ashaman? Like I forgot that that happened. That they bonded them as warders. I also forgot. Yeah, that that happened. so, So like, especially this whole first thing about like how like Eben was like you know, serving them wine on a tray and like this Daigian is very protective of him. I had to look her up too. I was like, who is Daigian? It's like, I said, I'm like, who's Eben? It's like an Ashaman. I'm like, oh, right. Okay. And they bonded. Honestly, it didn't feel like it mattered that much. So I just like (laughs) bypassed it. I guess I was scared because I was, it kept coming up. And then, uh, I was thinking about it as like part of this whole like Cad Swain has this like reputation for being able to like keep men from succumbing to the madness. Right. And I was like, oh, if you are a warder, that means that you get some of your eyes to like what strength energy like the bond is like a healing bond in a lot of ways. And I was like, I wonder if that will slow. But then what happens to the Aes Sedai if the guy goes mad? Because wouldn't that madness then be in their heads as well? Like in the back burner? Like if they can feel everything the other person can feel. Anyway, I got very into my head about it. That's why I was like, I do feel like it's going to be a short term problem based on how this book is. Yes, totally. (laughs) It's so true. Insofar that there are short term problems in the Wheel of Time. Short meaning Um, only two books long instead of six. Uh, okay, so Catswain is in the Sun Palace. Right. Um, being in charge of everything. Being in charge of everything and being mildly irritated about everything. <laughs> like, I did laugh when she's like, she wanted to bite someone. <laughs> like, same girl, same. Um, she's, like, listening to the sea folk complain and has no patience for it, mm-hmm. which is nice for once because <laughs> they are so annoying. <laughs> They are complaining about not getting their due. I guess there is this woman that Kat Swain has been keeping from them. Mm-hmm. Um, the what? The one of the women who was found under the bed. Yes, with Alil. Yes, it's like Shalone and Ail- it was a it was Alin and a- Alil. <clears throat> yeah, it was a noble woman who was mm-hmm. like plotting about Rand and then this Windfinder. And so they are just like, you have to give her back. And Kat Swain's like, mm, nah. <laughs> no I don't think I will shan't (laughs) I I shan't (laughs) and she's sort of just like not really thinking about them and focusing on all these other problems like why had all these eyes to die so quickly come Mm -hmm. over and sworn fealty to Rand and she's Mm -hmm. really talking about these reds like how could these like red eyes to die swear fealty when he wasn't even in the room, like she can understand right. if Taverin had coerced some of these, but like mm-hmm. he wasn't even there and she doesn't get it. Right. Um, it's a lot of her just thinking about all the various groups. Like she's like, yes. maybe the sea folk will be helpful and I will hone them mm-hmm. as a tool if that should pass. However, yeah. I don't have time for this right now. Right. Uh, so then Varen and Cerulea come in. Mm-hmm. And it's somehow significant that Varen is wearing a flowered brooch. I was trying to remember what that was about. I think it I came up in the previous section and I've forgotten. Don't it's like remember. it's probably a terangriol or a saangriol or anything. Yeah, because it's very kind. noted. Like yeah, Varen like, doesn't oh, she doesn't wear, wear jewelry. jewelry. So it's some kind of thing. And it's also yeah. important because Varen is having trouble sleeping. Or so she's claiming. Or so she says. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's asked, up to something. She's up to something. And Sarlia is giving her something to help her sleep. But it's very clearly, it's like, 
this could kill somebody. So be yeah. careful. So I You're feel like, like that's going to yeah, come up. It's going to come back. That's I feel like that's going to be a thing coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, Cad Swain tells off the Windfinders, mm-hmm. um, and uh, well, tells okay. one of the Aes Sedai to like escort them to their rooms and beat them if they don't. Obey. Yeah, it's very. And then she's like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Right. But she does have this point where she's thinking about how, like, you know, um, the the sea folk are like, just wait, you know, for the Coramor and da 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 da. And in her head, Cad Swain's like. I care about the Dragon Reborn. I don't care about the Coromor, which is an interesting thing in the sense of like, how do you know your prophecies are the right. correct prophecies? Well, talk to literally any religion out there. No, I, I know. Mean, but yeah. Katsuane is presented as somebody who is like, I don't care about anything except what I know, like what I know to be true in a way that makes her feel more pragmatic than mm. some of the others. Yeah, but she's also thoroughly convinced of like the rightness of her own like, yes. background and culture and education. Well, and... I think she's thoroughly convinced of the background of her experience right. is how I've read it because right. she's been alive so long. Yeah. She's been witness to so many things, mm-hmm. which feels different than a dogmatic approach. Sure. Uh, yeah. But I think this is just like Cad Swain is not immune from this. Fair. It just know. felt it felt like a strange point i agree her to think i would have thought she would have been like oh how can i use this to my advantage or how exactly. does it overlap and for her to be like i don't care about it i feel like robert jordan was just using her to like look somebody can stand up to the sea folk uh, um, yeah you're probably right you're probably so right i didn't think it meant anything really more than that it, well um, it felt out of character well i don't disagree but like <laughs> welcome to these books where people do out of character shit all the time for the sake of plot oh goodness okay 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 <laughs> um so she does she keeps thinking about it um and then we finally get to like some surliest stuff after the sea folk mm-hmm. leave um I'm sure that the sea folk stuff is going to come back with oh, the yeah. way there's some like awkwardness when they leave where mm-hmm. Harine, uh Dara sort of stops Harine from like saying anything and whispers something to her and then they go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, I loved this point where she like goes to meet Soralia with his, with a smile and sort mm-hmm. of like Soralia is not the woman is not a woman you made come to you. Everyone thought that they were becoming friends, which they might be yet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I know. I ship it. You guys are terrifying, but you work. They're so scary. (laughs) Oh, goodness. And then we get a lot more names. Yeah. So these are the. These are the Red Sisters. These are the Red Sisters who were the ones who held Rand and abused him in the chest at Mm -hmm. the end of whichever book that was. Um, And these are also significantly the ones that Varen has been. Yeah. Messing with. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Katsuine and Cerulea both are like, they're all of the sudden, they haven't been allowed to talk to each other, but all of them all at once now want to swear to the dragon reborn. And I'm like, Varen is doing what did you something. Do, Varen? What did you do, Varen? What is going Varen on? To something. Um, and and I think it's pretty clear here because, you know, Cad Swain is like, oh, it's so funny. Varen like spends all of her time over there. Um, and it's like, yeah, okay. This is definitely Varen's doing in mm-hmm. some way. So she's doing this like 
mild untraceable compulsion trick that she has um oh right she was using an angriel for that so that must be the so fun. it must be the brooch yeah yeah it's got to be um so yeah so we're seeing some of the fruits of her like secret plans mm-hmm. i think is what's happening but to get them to swear to rand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just varin is so unreadable cryptic what like, is she so cryptic up to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing, Varen? What are you doing? Bird like movements. Yeah. <laughs> he does have these description tips. How many times can Robert Jordan reference birds when he's talking about Varen? <laughs> so many times. <laughs> uh so then, you know, Cad Swain is basically like, well, keep an eye on them. Like there's probably black Aja in there mm-hmm. somewhere. And she's think this took me forever to figure out. She was like, once she had thought herself on the point of rooting out the Black Aja, only to watch them slip through her fingers, her bitterest failure, except for finding out what Caroline Demetrius uh, had been up to in the Borderlands. And I was like, it took me like five minutes to be like, oh, she needs Moiraine. She means Oh, Moiraine. it got it immediately because I was like, oh, that's yeah. a new spring. Yeah. <laughs> so it took me forever to figure it out. <laughs> oh, so funny. I think I was like three pages past when I was like, oh, it's Moiraine. Anyway, <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. Um, and she's like talking about Toe and she thinks Toe is pe- like penance. Right. And Surly is like, not quite. And <laughs> And Swain at the end of it is like, Man, but it kind of is though. <laughs> There's this whole discussion, side note, about pillow friends, well, which it's... is explicitly about a lesbian relationship. Oh, a hundred percent. Explicitly. So which then again recontextualizes New Spring. Like yep. if they were pillow friends, they were romantically involved with each other. It's so clear here. I think it's undeniably in the text at this point for yes. sure. So anyway, just well, saying. because so it's they're talking though about Alil and yes. Shay- Shaylin Shalon. I'm not sure how to say it. Yeah. Um, the two women who are found under the bed together, mm-hmm. who Cad Swain is like, well, they must have been plotting something. Why would they? Why would the Seafolk person and this noble be together? Right. And it turns out because they're dating. <laughs> but they're but they were definitely also plotting. But they were also plotting something. Yeah. Um. But they were basically like convinced through harsh tactics <laughs> to finally admit why right. they were together. And the sea folk, like Shailen is married to somebody else mm-hmm. and the sea folk look down on cheating mm-hmm. intensely. Um, and Ailil is Kerhanan. So like that's not, you know, allowed. Yeah. And so Katwin's a little irritated because she's like, that's what they were hiding. Like, that's what we wasted time on. Fine, whatever. Right. Let's just blackmail them. Yes, I do like that. I mean, I don't like, you know, the homophobia that allows for the blackmail, but I was very like I she was like, well, they care about people finding out. So I will use that against them. Well, it's funny. I thought it was more of a class and a cheating issue. Oh, than you're like probably a right. Actually, reason. it's true. It's not explicitly. It's not because they're women. It's be because one is cheating on her husband and the other right. one is a noble. Right. Right. That's that could be it. Yeah. Yep. That's it's how open. I read it. It's open. It's not explicit. You're right. Um. So, yeah, she says, like, suggest strongly to Lady Alil that <laughs> she might wish to keep me abreast of anything she hears concerning mm-hmm. her brother, which I was like, who is her brother? I know. <laughs> what is he doing? And he's one of the nobles, like, plotting against Rand. Yes. Basically. Yeah. So we have that whole brother thing. Um. Again, the Seafolk are a tool, whatever. Then yes. Kareel comes in, who is a yellow Aes Sedai sister. Um, 
And she's like, I have great news. Oh, this is wild. Okay. Yes. She's yes. like, I, for a second, I was like, what is her news? Right. Oh, right. Right. Um, what the Ashaman, what was his last name? Damer is what she calls him, but it's the guy who helped Rand when Rand was sick. Yes. It's Finn, Finn, Flynn, Finn. Flynn. Flynn. Flynn, Damer Flynn. Mm -hmm. He healed one of the stilled sisters. Yes. What was irritating is that she was like, Catswain is like, and now a way to heal that could not be healed had been discovered by a man. I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> Nynaeve did it first. Oh, discovered, but Nynaeve did it first. <laughs> True. But what was interesting uh, about it too, and is that, um, she says that uh, it's as if she'd never been stilled, yeah. which is not true for the ones that Nynaeve I has know. stilled. And I think this is like that gender thing again. There was some discussion of this at some point where like somehow you need the opposite gender. Because well, she was your... able to heal Loghain completely. Yes, right. But not, not Suen and Leanne. Or, yeah, Leanne. So, and now we have proof that it works the other way that like Flynn can heal mm -hmm. an Aes Sedai who's been stilled completely, but probably, but probably could not. not yeah, heal yeah. a gentle person uh, due to full strength. So anyway, but yes, no, totally naive did it first, but Flynn figured it out too. Um, and then there's this whole discussion about like toe again and uh, people wanting to swear and how Flynn wants to try to heal the other sisters and they want to do it. Yep. Yep. yep Which yep. seems like, should you be making that call? Well, I feel like in a way, this is a parallel of Nynaeve's decision to let the Shanshan uh, former captives go, even though yeah. she wasn't sure of their allegiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, if, like, if you, can fix a great injustice yeah you're not don't wrong. you know what does that mean for you um so I think that's what I saw that as is like a except parallel. except they the the Sanshan prisoners were presumably like coerced or forced yes, or or whatever like yeah into Victimized, doing their work yeah. versus these eyes to die yes who just acted terribly no you're it's not the same it's not the same but I don't, uh, like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, all right. So then they're just like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And then Narishma. Jahar. Narishma. It turns out his name is Jahar. Jahar. Yeah. Uh runs in and he's like, Alana's unconscious. Yeah. Presumably, this is when Rand bonds with Oh. Right? That was my guess. There is. Yeah, that's interesting. Or it could be that some this is supposed to be a clue that something else is happening with well, Rand. But I thought I it was figure out because it's so hard to tell the timing of any. Right, of this. we don't know. But you know, I think that's a good guess actually. That although Brigitte did not get knocked unconscious when Elaine bonded Rand. True. So I don't. I but then know. it's a different direction for the bond. So who knows? It could be. It, that's a good guess, though. I would buy that. I would right? buy that. I, it, it could be that. It could be that something else is happening yes. with Rand because we don't Truly know. something has happened to Rand. Like, clearly right. that's what's going on. Because Alana is unconscious and everyone's freaking out. They don't yes. know what it means. And so they're rushing to go see Alana and they get interrupted by Lord Debrain, 
who's like, sorry, I know you guys are clearly in the middle of going somewhere, <laughs> but I feel like I should tell you that Lady Caroline and High Lord Darlin are no longer at Erlen's palace. They are heading to Tyr. I don't remember the political anything here, I except that Caroline little... was potentially yeah. people were supporting her for Elaine's throne. Yeah. Yeah, right? The sun throne? But I thought... But she's forsworn that. Right. I have trouble because I thought these were the two that he like met. They were. And so one of them, it's the notion that like Darlin is to be the Lord Dragon Steward of Tear. But then why would they just leave unless Rand had given orders for that to happen? And well, no, Dobrain let them go. Yes, like, Dobrain let them go. Clearly let them go. Did, did Rand, didn't Rand give Dobrain like a letter that we don't know what was in it? Oh, that's true. That did happen. So, so huh. who knows? Who yeah. knows? But Dobrain is like, Catwain's like, mm, I see through you, but yeah. okay, whatever. Well, he's not even trying to do He's not even anything. trying. No. Because he doesn't care. No, he Which also care. makes it seem like he has rants yeah, yeah you know okay right. um and then we finally get back to like the alana stuff mm-hmm. and her warder is like it seems like she's afraid to wake up there's nothing wrong with her but she seems afraid mm-hmm. so probably not the bonding then i don't know yeah if there Questions. are three women who are like this <laughs> this man is ours how dare you yeah (laughs) i don't know they did all like swear to basically kill her more or less so that could be yeah that potentially could be it's a good point um but the weird thing here is that varin yes is freaking out is freaking out Mm -hmm. and katwin's like what would scare her like this Mm -hmm. like she's worried if they lose if alana loses her connection to rand they're worried about yeah. that, but the way she says it is like Varen was staring at Alana too, and she looked absolutely terrified. And we don't, I don't know that we've ever seen terror from Varen. No, certainly not consciously. I think that like there's a lot of Varen mentions here. So, yes. right. So, like we know Varen has been compelling the sisters in the yeah. idol camp who now want to swear to Rand and like. Yeah. And now Varen is very freaked out about Alana, who is connected to Rand, being, you know, unconscious. So I think it's, I think it's, you know, whatever her plans are, obviously they hinge around Rand not Mm -hmm. being dead or in peril. Um, So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I read that as. Well, more to come because that's where that section ends. Yeah, there's definitely something's going to happen. Uh, and then we get dark friend POV. Well, you know, chosen one POV. Which I was like, what were they doing? I don't even Because we I haven't know. seen them in a minute. It's been a while. It's been a while. So demand. this is a Demandred POV. Yeah. And he's just like, where is he? And he's so mad. And it's uh, neither Semridge or Masana are there, but Grendel... Arangar and Asangar mm-hmm. are both there. The Gars uh, are present. The Gars are present. Um, and they're basically like, he has his like alliance with Samraj and Masana that's going mm-hmm. on that I don't honestly remember. Um, but the, the Forsaken have been so MIA other yeah. than the ones that Rand is actively right. fighting. 
Well, they were um, told not to mess with, like, let the right. Lord of Chaos rule was the whole thing about the last yeah. one. And, like, Samael got busted, basically, yep. for going against that. And so I think Demandred and Masana and Samaraj are, like, you know, have been in cahoots to, like, pick off the others while still maintaining orders, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally feel like I know who the Gars are. Who? So. Who? Okay, so the specific descriptions of both of them yes. make me feel like Osangar is Asmodian. Do you think so? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% positive, but the like 90%. Only, like the only reason I'm hesitating is because you would think if he was Asmodian, wouldn't he have a much more personal like reaction to the stuff about Rand? I don't know. I thought he was um like simply like, proud, and he like, is he was so afraid of them finding out that he had been helping. Yes. Rand. So it makes yeah. sense that he would downplay his That's connections true. with That's Rand. True. And the way that he's like kind of like, you know, cravenly interacting with the others makes me feel like he's lower on the pecking order. And like yeah. that feels like Asmodian to me. Fair. Um, but I also can't keep track of all of them. So it's very possible that I'm wrong. But that was my vibe. And then right. I think that Arangar is Robin. Oh, Halima slash Arangar is Robin. That's what I, I could see that. Yeah, like I this emphasis on like seduction. And, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The fleshly pleasures, barf. Um, it's it feels <laughs> it feels like Robin. Yeah, it feels like Robin. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I could see that. I'm not so. sure about Asangar, but yeah. I like Arangar. I could see that that being Robin. Um, what's weird is that robin got killed with balefire and i thought that meant so you then, were like ripped out of the yeah, pattern no, so then it can't be robin well i don't know because because I, then you just it's like you never existed well i looked something up in the app oh <laughs> and maybe i shouldn't have but it seemed <laughs> to imply that it wasn't a never exist that it was uh. like a shorter term not exist interesting no i don't know i don't know well we'll see yeah we'll see we'll find out the rules Um, of this world i tell you what uh so yeah they're basically like sparring verbally they're all yeah they're just but it's really just bickering bickering, yeah they're bickering and just being generally shady Mm -hmm. um no one is in charge right now because they're they're waiting for moradine Mm -hmm. uh who is the nibless nibless however you say it (laughs) Um, Mr. Nibbles, I think you mean. <laughs> Mr. Nibbles. <laughs> uh, Meowden. <laughs> so good. Um, so basically, they are worried because they're like, we don't know where he is, mm-hmm. and he supposedly wants to cleanse the source, yes. which is not what they want to happen. No, they don't even, they're like, there's no way he can't right. do it. He, how would it be to, we couldn't do it. Right. How but could they know he that he it? has the two big, the Choden call, I guess it's called the two big statues. Um, that will, well, they're going them. to find that out, right? No, no, they said it pretty. Oh, did they not find it out yet? Not yet. Okay. 
because they're still oh, yes, chatting. There it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and Grendel says, like, you know, if he does somehow remove the taint from the shadow or whatever, interesting if you guys who channel Satan, what is keeping you connected to the great mm-hmm. lord? And like, you know, if you don't need his protection, is is he still gonna trust your loyalty? <laughs> and Demandra's like, shit, I, I didn't think she was gonna think of that so fast. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Such an um, idiot. Bef- but before he can really panic, Moradine comes in and is like, mm-hmm. don't worry, he knows you're faithful. <laughs> and he, for inexplicable reasons, has a rat on his shoulder, which made me laugh so hard. I do. <laughs> But. I do think that connects to something that we read like three months ago. I where think you're probably like, right. He's watching the women like Avienda. Remember when Avienda's convinced there's somebody watching her? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why yes. she unweaves the gateway and that whole thing happens yes. when they're leaving Ibujar. Um, I think it's Ibujar. Anyway, the point is he like does thing bad things to the people who are like in the tower with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like maybe he turned one of them into a rat. Possibly, but the rat is not long it's, for this world. No. So we don't, we're not going to know. It just made me laugh because it's like the the visual of yes. this like extra evil force yes, caricature coming in with a rat on his shoulder. <laughs> that he then like, like squishes. That then he so like, gross. yeah, he like lights it on fire. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Nasty. Um, so he comes in and Demandred's like, I don't like this guy. He's bananas. You never know what he's going to do. He keeps using the true source. <laughs> Um, so he says something small. He's basically like, could be the butterfly effect, tiny things that we, that could affect mm-hmm. everything. He says this rat, whether Isam succeeds in finding and killing that other vermin Fane, do we know what that means? Well, so I guess they are trying to destroy Padden Fane because he's not like he's right. sort of gone rogue evil. Yeah. Now. He's but not who's fully, he's chaotic. Well, I think that's Lord Luke. I think we know that, but I'm not right. 100% positive at this point. But we haven't seen Lord Luke since In a the while. battle at Two Rivers with the White Cloaks. Like not officially. No, not officially. Right? We may have seen him in the dream world, but we're also not 100%. But we're not sure. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe Fane will also not be long for this world. I we mean, can, one can only hope. Only hope. And then Sindane, we still don't know who the hell the Sindane person. No, we don't know. So Demandred is like flinching because he burns the rat to a crisp <laughs> in the air and uses the true power to do it. Um, and he's just sort of like being really creepy about everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's probably a good thing that you've never tried to consider how to clean the source. Um, Althor is not as smart as you are, though. Sindane, <laughs> tell them. And then Sindane, who is a creep. And we get we get a patented Robert Jordan hates peaches sentence mm-hmm. here, which is great. Um, and this is where they find out about the uh, Choden call. Mm-hmm. And she calls, Demandred also doesn't know who Sindane is. No, no. Because she calls Rand Luce Theron, which would mm-hmm. imply that she is from back then. Right. But he has no idea who she could be. Ben, he also doesn't think, he specifically says he doesn't think she's Lanfear reincarnated. Yeah. Um, and, th- and they get this they, whole explicit thing about like how this like weirdo reincarnation works. 
Um, yes. Like the bodies are supposedly random, but like clearly not. And, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, but the strength of this Sindane is less than Landfear, uh, according to Masana. According to Masana. Um, but Moradine, the clues we're getting is that Sindane knows many things and mm-hmm. she tells me everything she knows. And clearly she, this is not like a, a re- relationship she wants to be in because yeah. Demandred is picking up on like, she's scared, she's mm-hmm. furious, she hates that she's having to do this. Um, but the basic gist of this whole section is after they freak out that he has access to these mm-hmm. giant Angriel uh demandred's like so i guess we have to kill him <laughs> before he destroys the world or us yeah. um and morning's like i guess yeah if it comes to that mm-hmm. but you know you can find him the second he uses <laughs> that you're gonna know where he is right and they basically are like you know just make sure it doesn't happen and kill him if you have to mm-hmm. which is interesting because obviously so far the dark lord has been like don't don't let him do what he's going to do. Yeah. Basically. Yep. But now he's doing something that could actually mm-hmm. threaten his power, which is interesting in a way, because up till now, the Dark Lord has been like, there's nothing he can do. Right. Right. There's nothing he can do That's that will do true. this. I didn't think about that. So finally, there's something Rand is attempting that the Dark Lord actually fears, mm-hmm. presumably, if he's telling Moradine that, like, if they have to kill him, they have to kill him. Right. right? Yeah. That's probably right. Uh, okay, chapter 14 is Tuan, who's it's finally here. Finally, finally here, here. Finally revealed to be the daughter of the nine moons. Ba, ba, ba. And she's Shanshan, of course. Which, you know, great. And there's like so I did, super I, high ranking Shanshan. Very high ranking. I did remember Tuan was the daughter of the nine moons. That yes. is hard to forget. I did too. Um. I did forget the what her rank was because I was like she's the empress like that is what I, I thought too actually but yeah, apparently but not, not. <laughs> I fully was like she's the empress and I kept being like how is she gonna come over here if she's the empress right because she's not right but she's like <laughs> the daughter of the empress right it's possibly. it feels like because she refers to her mother but she also refers to the empress so it's a little confusing yeah yeah um, i guess it's true there's a lot of like sunshine terms that i don't oh want gosh. to learn no i know well this was i was like it's so uncomfortable for so many reasons and like yes. robert jordan leans so hard into the benevolent enslaver trope Ugh. in this section and it's like additionally painful because this is you know she's a dark-skinned woman yes um and so if you are in america like that's rough and i don't exactly know what he thought he was doing i have no idea what his intentions were um i'm sure he had good intentions but the execution is not great hard to read in this moment in time um and i had forgotten a lot of these like really specific like details about the way she like insists yeah. on like training the damine and i'm just like Ugh. i know i feel like it's gonna be hard to read yeah this. and to talk about like i and don't to know talk about how we don't get bogged down and like i do we i just i just don't even i feel like acknowledging 
basically it is flawed and is not doing whatever he intended it to do because there is no way to like this character Mm-hmm. right now even though you're supposed to even She's though you're supposed extremely to extremely sympathetically like and she it doesn't yes. feel like you're supposed to like the bad person like it right. feels like no no like she's the best version of this or like she's actually good like it's it's this section and then the following chapters actually with the sunshine specifically mm-hmm do a lot to make them feel like actual real people instead mm-hmm. of just a mass of conquerors. Yes. In a way that he has not done so far. Mm-hmm. Even when we get Sanchan POV, yes. they are conquerors and mm-hmm. they are very explicitly like presented as what they are. Right. In this chapter and the subsequent map POVs, right. very like not humanizing, I want to say, because it's not like you're like on their side, but they feel like actual distinct characters now. Right. Which is, you know, theoretically, that's good writing, um, but it just ramps up the dissonance that mm-hmm. we experience as readers in our context. Well, maybe it is that he wanted to humanize them and he it's not working because I don't want like there is, like you said, such a disconnect between their actions mm-hmm. and there is no acknowledgement yeah. on their behalf of their actions. And I don't remember if there ever will yeah, be or no. not. I think it's just like we're supposed to just understand that in their culture, like this is perfectly fine and normal and it's OK. And you're just like, it's not OK. Um, and I think I don't think he's saying that enslavement is okay i don't think no. he's saying that to be a hundred thousand percent clear i don't think he's yeah because that. we have so many characters who exactly. frequently are like this yes. is horrible this is i mean egwene's i was just thing. gonna say look at egwene's entire journey or I even mean, matt the way yes. matt thinks about it yes yes so it's clear that this is like that you know most people in this world believe that other people are people and right. not property. Um, but that's not what the Shanshin believe. So then to be in Tuan's head where you're like being presented to her as like, you're like, look, you like her, right? You like her. And you're like, you know, she's a potential love interest. And you're just like, I don't, I don't enjoy this at all. Like, I think there is a thought perhaps that we could see her as the character and disconnect her from yeah. her acts or like i don't remember if she gets a redemption like i don't know she, i don't know like come to see the like horrors of her society like maybe, maybe. so I guess like we will i will find out cross my finger <laughs> but i don't love it so okay so we're with tuan in mm-hmm. chapter 14 she is coming over to ibudar um she is 19 and she, it opens with her getting her head shaved. There's a lot of like Sunshine, like yes, uh, culture stuff yes. here, and it's yes. just it's an info dump. It's an it's info an dump. info dump of like how their society works, mm-hmm. um, how particularly those of like the highest blood have this yeah. and that, and people don't understand. And she's very interested in omens. Well, so it opens because she had had one of the demane. She's feeling bad. Because she had asked one of the Demane to read to tell her fortune and she didn't like what she heard and she took it out and had that Demane beaten. Mm-hmm. And she is feeling guilty for doing so. Huh. Yeah. Um as one should. The only thing I thought was maybe even mildly interesting about this was that 
it says she felt almost same as if she had lost honor, which feels in line with the way the aisle mm, think mm, about mm-hmm. action. Sure. Um, sure. So that was the only thing that I was like, huh, that's a little interesting. Mm. Um, and then we get like two on is basically, this is like the YA protagonist of this chapter. yeah you're not there's wrong. literally a scene where she's like looking in the mirror and yeah she's like, this is what i look like <laughs> <You're right. laughs> robert really did want to write teen rom-coms really, really wanted to write teen rom-coms <laughs> I, I, I wish he had had that opportunity actually i think they would have been really fun they would have um, been cute <laughs> would have been cute so yeah so she's going back and forth with her attendants and we're finding out a lot about you know her growing up and the court and how all of these people relate to her and I don't think it's actually necessary to go through this line by line. We don't have to go through it close I think I think we need to know she grew up in a really competitive family like Mm -hmm. literally it's about fighting for the power you know Mm -hmm. like says a couple of her siblings died. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to that struggle, two of them had, or a few of them had been struck from the family registrar, mm-hmm. which means they no longer have names, etc. There's this whole thing about like the veils they wear. Mm-hmm. She chooses to wear that because of omens. Um, yeah, it's just a lot that we find out that like some of the Damane, Damane, whatever, who mm-hmm. are there were formerly, they're formerly Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of that. Yeah, we find out that um, Renee Makura, I think Renee was her first name, who uh, held Elaine and Nynaeve captive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we first found out about Fork Root, uh, is with the Shanshan, and there's like, you know, make a big deal about how much she hates Aes Sedai and is like helping them, them. helping to run them up, which I'm sure is connected to her being a wilder and like part of yeah. this, you know, Aja network and all that jazz. Um, do, 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 do. There's this whole thing with this woman called the Truth, Truth Seeker, Truth Speaker, Truth Speaker, Truth Speaker. Uh, who, you know, the Sunshine have all these rules about how people can speak to each other, mm-hmm. et cetera. But the truth speaker can anything, they they can say whatever they want because mm-hmm. it is the truth, right? It's their job. It's their job. They literally have to speak the truth. Um, and so they are not held by the same rules of propriety mm-hmm. that so many of the other Sunshine are. Um, of course, we should, I guess, mention that ravens are a part, they're a big part of what's going on, indeed, obviously. Indeed, indeed. There's lots of mentions of the ravens and roses. Um, mm-hmm. All of that jazz. So it's like clearly there's all these like connections being set up. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, she's coming to Ibudar. She's coming to meet with uh, Lady Suraf. Mm-hmm. And well, and there's... she's bringing, they, like she's started the return, the Karen as they yes. call it. So like they have like a whole fleet with them and they're mm-hmm. like, they're moving in. Like they're, they're moving, moving in. in. It's yeah. terrifying, honestly. It is so scary. And then she's like, I have to find the dragon reborn as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. He has to 
kneel before the crystal throne before Tauron Gaidon or all is lost. And it just makes me laugh how frequently we hear this line yes. from every distinct society that exists. And I'm like, if you guys could just have like a real conversation right. with one another, <laughs> just, just tell me. It's like when you're reading a YA novel and you're like, just talk to your parents. Yes, yes. Just talk to your mom and this book will be done. <laughs> <laughs> it's true everybody's um, got their own prophecies everybody's got their own interpretation and they're all you know you're like there's one truth across all of them is that Rand yeah. has to fight the guy yep. so just rally around this poor boy mm-hmm. what is your problem and then of course the chapter ends with the bomb drop yes reveal daughter of the night moon reveal Tuan is the daughter of the nine moons that Matt has been asking about for like 17 books <laughs> Speaking of, that's what made this bearable was that we went right into Matt POVs and like stayed there. And I it's was like, so... thank you. Except for then this abusive relationship with Thailand. Ugh, still the Thailand stuff course. is awful. Terrible. But from a writing perspective, yes. I thought this was really interesting because mm-hmm. he finally, Jordan finally reveals. We get two on, we get the reveal. Mm-hmm. And instead of what he could do and what he has done in the past, which is just go somewhere else. Right, like it's a parent POV. It's parent. I would have been <laughs> furious. I would have been so angry. He speeds up. It's like mm-hmm. Matt, it's so funny because it feels like what happened was he was like, I can't use Matt. I can't use Matt. I can't use Matt. Finally, the time has come for Tuan to show up mm. in the plot. He's like, yes, I can use Matt. We are not putting this off because now I need this Matt plot right. to move forward. Well, and he loves, it's so clear how much it's he loves it. so writing. clear. It's so The prose clear. is just bananas. Yes. How you're like, yes. you have missed this voice. The energy of it. Yes. Like it's, it moves in a way that like other POVs we were talking about, this is so repetitive. They drag. Mm-hmm. You're like, why is this like 16 pages? Like This, this one, no. Nope, it moves along. You can tell that he knew the character. He knew he wanted to do with the character. Yeah, he like had a whole plan, and it just doesn't feel that way. He's not spinning any wheels with Matt. No, it's so good. It was so easy to read, mm-hmm. and it was so clear he was like on a roll with this. Yep. Like he had his like. It felt like it felt like he had been waiting to get to this plot. I felt like we had all been we had all been waiting like just from like the writing where you can see you know he was just like he had this in the back of his head the Mm. whole time the whole last book I did do the math it has been 1,255 pages (laughs) since we have seen Matt (laughs) I love that you did that (laughs) I mean it was easy enough I just like took all the pages of the last (laughs) book and added it to this book because he wasn't in the last book um but He obviously like it's I I don't even know how to like if I can actually articulate in words what he does, but it's like you're saying it's just the energy of the writing and the energy of the movement is there Mm -hmm. in a way that it is unfortunately frequently missing. Yes. With other POVs. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, so yeah, we're with Matt and he is in a wagon and it has been ages and it's hurt, which like made my heart hurt so I badly. Know. Although the- I also super appreciate having these depictions of characters like in recovery and disability mm-hmm. and like what it's like to do that. Like I yeah. really appreciate having that on the page. Yeah. It's just consistent pain mm-hmm. and like 
particularly when Matt is a character we've always known to be able to use his body really well Mm -hmm. and to be able to fight really well and have all these things that for these chapters, he is, you don't think so? Well, I do and I don't because I'm just remembering post dagger matt who was like but that was treated like matt was a different person no no i mean his recuperation in the tower like how he was like so skinny and had to eat all the time and he like almost lost the staff battle with the true so i I feel like we've seen that in recovery but well i do think it feels different because that matt treated it very as like but I'll be fine. Like, yes. I just need to get my strength back. Whereas this Matt feels much more aware of like the lasting impact of like, yeah, yeah. hopefully at some point I'll feel better. But like, he's much more aware of his own mortality. He's yes. much more careful about maybe that's what it is. Body. Yes. Yeah. I think his like awareness of what it means for yeah. him is different. There's a care there that wasn't yes, there that's previously. Right. And that's what it is. Like a caution, which is not something we've ever associated with. Right. That. Because he hasn't had to. Yes. And now he does. So sucks to get older <laughs> and have a wall drop on you. <laughs> well, that's what we find out, right? It's yes. like a whole house fell on him, basically. Yeah. And so he had his legs were broke. He had a broken leg, his ribs, his like his hip hurts him. Like he just is in rough shape. Um, and so he's sitting in this wagon and he's talking to Aludra. Aludra. The the guild the the fireworks guild member. My note just literally says Taverin when her name came up. Oh, I was just like, of course it's Aludra. Like he's still trying to invent cannons. I wish I wish Robert Jordan just let him invent cannons already. (laughs) It has Um, been like a million books. But I'm like of course Aludra shows up where he can find her. Like of course, of course. Um, well, she's with the Vale and Lucas Circus. Who also just suddenly are who there. Who is just there. Yeah. Uh, which, like, fine. Sure. Um, so he's asking her, like, come on, tell me the secrets. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you the secrets. Mm-hmm. You're not a member of the guild, so I'm not going to do it. And so this is where we sort of, like, get the reveal that... Yeah. This is really sad, of course. Like, this is what's interesting about this section is like we have heard tell of the Sanchan coming into these places and mm. taking over and what it's like, but it's always from someone who is like a little bit removed. Yes. And through Matt's perspective, we're actually seeing what it's like, mm-hmm. which is like what we've been told is that nothing really changes. Mm. They come in, they make people do these swears, like mm. whatever, but everything sort of goes on. Yeah. But here we find out that they thought because the guild had firework care of like the, the guild tried to protect its own secrets mm-hmm. and in the mess an explosion happened and the sanchan thought it was part of the power mm-hmm. and so they basically like the guild is done they right. came in they rounded everybody up and took them away mm-hmm. and it's awful right yeah. and it is a real like example of like it's not all the same no. it's not just changing over leadership that's right that's right that's right so she takes this obviously really hard. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is, and she's like, what would you even do with the secrets anyway? Like she's clearly trying to like regain some equilibrium. And that's when he's like, well, I bet you could like, if you put it on its side, like he's inventing cannons. He's yeah, inventing he's inventing cannons. cannons. She's like, all right, well, it's not like I haven't thought of that, but you solved this riddle of why I need a bell founder to to fix this. And then maybe I'll tell you. 
Um, And at the same time, he is like extra flirting with her, Uh like extra, extra flirting. Uh And she's like flirting back a little bit, Mm -hmm. but more like you're not going to get secrets from me just by flirting, my friend. Right. Right. (laughs) And finally, she's like, I have work to do and you are distracting me. Like, go out now. (laughs) And then there's some uncomfortableness about the Thailand stuff. (sighs) Can we just like blanket statement? The Thailand stuff sucks. I mean, I just like it so just here's, sucks. Here's the thing I want to say about the Thailand stuff. We hear in detail about how she is like it's like textbook coercion yeah. and abuse. She's hiding his clothes. She's controlling it's, what he oh. eats. She's like watching his every movement. She's recruited people to spy on him. Um, you know, she's doing all of these things. And I do think there's one point in these math sections, I can't quite remember where it is, where somebody who like knows about it is still not giving it the weight it deserves, it's, but it's like, it's actually not supposed to be like this. It's like innkeeper. Yeah, it's an innkeeper. And I, after I got to that point, I started thinking about these chapters some more because it's so clearly like it's still everybody who's involved still thinks it's funny except yeah. for that. But I think I'm wondering if actually in like a somewhat weirdly executed way, Robert Jordan is trying to highlight complicity, not even complicity, like that fact that men can be abused in relationships as well as yes. And like that this is an abusive relationship that people aren't taking seriously because of the gender dynamics in the world. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, again, I don't think it's clear enough. It's, I don't think it's clearly executed enough for me to feel 100% positive that that was actually what he was trying to do here. But this section with the Thailand stuff made me think that instead of just like, playing the whole thing for laughs he actually is like like it's one of the things where you're like you think it's funny but is it actually funny like don't you see that this is not actually funny I don't know though this is just what I was the vibe I was getting from this section of the I think that you're right in the sense of like it has been a book and a half now since we've seen this relationship and the last time we saw it we did have a moment with Elaine Mm -hmm, that's right where Elaine was like I'm sorry I -hmm. didn't I didn't didn't realize right And there was an acknowledgement and recognition there mm-hmm. that it was not good. Yes. So it's possible yeah. that in that time, in that book and a half worth of real life time, that it was like, okay, well, how can I show this without aggressively shifting the tone yes. of what I've been doing? Yeah. Because I I agree with you in the sense that like it does feel more uncomfortable than it did, and not mm-hmm. just because of her actions, but because no, it's we the don't, way it's being talked. It's about. the way it's being talked about. What minimizes it a bit, though, mm-hmm. is the way you see people like Aludra, yes. who here in this section is like bend over. Mm-hmm. He's so, constantly getting objectified. And I, like again, I wonder if this is another attempt to show like, but I, think I, I don't it, think it's well done if that's what it is. I don't think so with characters with, because it's like, if there was anything else in Aludra that would, this is where I was talking about like the complicity of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. She is never presented as anything, but sort of like, fine and fair-minded and like 
There's nothing in her to say that, unlike some of the maids that he avoids sure. who laugh at him, yeah. who I think are presented in that yes. way. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I. It's a little. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying it's. But it could be or well executed. This is just like this section gave me yes. that vibe. So that's could that's be. the last we'll talk about that. Um. All right. So he leaves. He leaves the thing. There's a lot. I like. I know we just said it, but I do really appreciate the way the focus on how he's moving mm-hmm. and how it's changed his thought process mm-hmm. um, is just I just think it's well done. Yeah. Um. So he leaves and then he there's mm, bypassing that. Sorry. Yep. More Thailand stuff. Yep. Um. He runs into. Oh, no. First, he Surat had like so we're getting a lot of like Matt's perspective on mm. specific parts of the sunshine because yes. he's obviously learned a lot. He dices with them. He's like sort of around them all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So Surat is consistently coming to the palace. Mm-hmm. We, we find out yes. um, because Pip's. Pips has been saved. We have a long thing about the horses. <laughs> I did love this moment where he's like, just he just is trying to leave mm-hmm. and doesn't know how to do it. And then he's like, blood and ashes. He was Tavarian. He was supposed to shake the world around him. And I'm like, Matt, it feels like something's forcing you to stay here. And that might also be Tavarian. Yeah. I do want to rewind. I th- I'm not sure. actually not sure where you are anymore. Um, He's like looking around the circus, basically. Yeah. And thinking I'm just about past the horses. That. Yeah. Um, and so, and they're saying the reason why Luca's uh actually like making out very well is because he supposedly had given shelter to this like Shanshan. Oh, the one trainer. who right. Yes. The one who Elaine yeah. and Nynaeve were like constantly condescending to yes. and patronizing about like learn some spine and there's that whole stupid like her she beats up naive and it's all yes. part of my least favorite section um but yeah so we find out that the the shanshan as you were saying are conscripting horses but pips says like he got pips um but he is yes Bless. completely unable to leave Ibudar because of Thailand and other things. Um, mm-hmm. And he's thinking about like what everybody else might be doing. This made this me point. laugh so hard. <laughs> he's like, Elaine might be wearing a rose crown by now. No, it's the Randon Perrin line that wrecks me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Randon Perrin probably were lolling in front of a fire some pa- in some palace, swilling wine and telling jokes. <laughs> and I'm like, have you met your friends? And this is literally what I was like, have you met Randon Perrin? <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> And then we get he's experiencing the colors too. Yes. So there's clearly now we've reinforced through all three POVs that there's like this color thing. This weird swirling of colors. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, then he... And Luca and Matt <laughs> hate each other. Um, who knows why? LOL. And then Tom and Besslin are also around. It was funny, right? Literally the page before this, I was like, where's Tom? I like couldn't remember. <laughs> and then Robert Turner was like, don't worry, I got you. I got you. Tom's he's there. right here. He's right here. <laughs> Beslin is, of course, Thailand's son. Yes. Because we haven't seen him in a minute either. And then we get Oliver, so tiresome. Oh, God. Oliver's so annoying. Yeah. I hate this child. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and this is where your quote comes from, because Matt's, because Oliver's flirting with all the women, and they're like, oh, my God, he's so adorable. And Matt's like, you need to be. It is pretty funny when he goes, please forgive him, Matt murmured. I was like, have you ever murmured in your never, life? Never, never. 
This line did crack me up. The lad had a fistful of uncles looking after him and everyone except Matt himself was a bad influence. <laughs> okay, buddy. I love you, Matt Cotton. I know. It's uh, like, I'm tired of Ulver, but I love Matt. I love um, Matt. I can't believe I didn't lose to like Matt. I don't know what that was about. No, I don't I know. Never. I don't know. Never. I don't know. Oh, let's see. So, so he goes to Tom and he's like, Hey, did you get Luca to agree? And Tom is like, well, we can leave with him when he leaves Ibujar for a price. Um, but you know, he like, it's going to cost us a lot of money, but he's not going to leave until spring at the latest. And Matt's like, that's not great. That's a can't do that. Nope. That's not going to work. Um, yeah, and Besselin is like, dude, you can't like run away. My mom's gonna get mad at me. And you're like, oh, go away, Besselin. Um, I know, right? And then they start heading back to the palace, and the dice start rolling in Matt's head. What I loved this because prior to this, Jordan has used the dice in a very specific way, right? He uses it mostly for us along with Matt to be nervous about what's coming, but I feel like this time we know. That's only because we've read the books already. No, we know it's the daughter of the nine moons. Oh, you're right. You do know that even if you we know already read the books. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. I feel like that made this like yes. even more like fun because yeah. now I'm just anticipating. Right, right. Like how's it going to happen? Yeah. When this meeting is going to happen because Ooh. the dice to me like clearly yes. it, it's right after the two on chapter, right after that bomb mm-hmm. drop. I'm like, they're going to meet and they're going to meet soon. Yeah. And oh my God. And so yep. it, it's like just a whole different avenue of anticipation. Again, that energy, that energy. Oh, so good. It's so good. I like take it over. I'm like, you're so good at this. <laughs> um, So they're walking back to the city. And it is. We hear like, a lot about how white it is again. Oh my gosh. So much description. We get it. I know. It was so much description. Um, But again, it's so funny. But in truth, the Sunshine Conquest had occasioned little damage. They were too fast, too strong, and in control of the city before more than a scattered resistance could form. Um, And he's sort of like so distracted by the dice in his head, he doesn't really pay attention to what's going on around him. Yeah. I do want to say that at a certain point, I started feeling like Robert Jordan was trying to parallel Tuan with this omen premonition and Matt with the dice. Like Tuan puts on the veil All right. because she has this unsettled feeling and she yeah. sees these like dolphins and the specific thing that she sees is this very yeah. specific omen. And we hear a lot about like the Shanshan's belief in omens. But like, because we know, again, like you said, we know what the daughter of Nine Moon means. And then we're right into a Matt chapter. It mm-hmm. feels like both of them know something is about to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think so. Right. I liked that actually. That was liked cool. That yeah, that is really cool. And of course, because we know Matt and we've lived with Matt, we we're with him longer, which That's is right. the correct way call. way preferable. Uh, so yeah, so we get a lot of Matt talking about like what the city's like, like where the Shanshan guards are and how they're interacting with people and how other people are interacting with them. And yeah, it's a lot. I love Matt, but and that's what made this enjoyable, like okay to read that because it was a Matt POV. It still could have been, but it still is like a lot. Um, yep. 
there's just a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. Oh, we, this is a big deal. We find out when they hit the gates that the mistress of ships and the master of blades have been executed by the Shanshin. Yep. That's a BFD. That is a big deal. But Matt, because it happened when it happened, Matt yes. sort of like glosses over yeah. it. He just like drops it as an aside. And my highlight is like important exclamation mark, question mark. Like, it, well, it's like, we it's know it's two- important because it is- all of the other seafood are waiting to hear like like this you know this was who the bargain was struck with like there's all of these reasons yeah. why this this particular seafolk person is important and now that she's dead but they don't know it I guess I guess not so well, it's wild because it's he has to he can't like the way the information has to be presented because of the way Matt has been held back for so long yes. is that it has to be as an aside, right? Right. Because it can't have just happened. No, no. But it has to be long enough that Matt's like, yep, that mm-hmm. sucks, but it happened. Yeah. But also there, it feels really freaking important. Yeah, it does. And I think we are meant to notice that it's important. Um, we do get a timestamp eventually um uh, it happens after he finally realizes like oh shit like the shanshan are here in force with like wagons and farmers it's well yeah because tom goes mm-hmm. the return yep and matt's like what mm-hmm. and, uh, and tom's like well while we were gone yeah and then matt sort of starts looking around is like oh shit right that was a lot of ships that were in the harbor and like mm-hmm. that's a lot of people yeah. um and so he sort of is like, you guys should use your back alleys, get to the palace. I want to walk around a bit and mm-hmm. sort of get, you know, a sense of what's going on, essentially. Yeah. He's avoiding going back to the and palace. And he's avoiding going back to the palace because of Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had overheard Tom say something like risky business. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you guys better not do shit. You better not take Oliver back. Mm-hmm. Do not do anything. And mm-hmm. Tom's like, maybe you and I could walk and talk. Right. Because Tom's like, maybe you could do something. You have a habit of getting into adventures. Yeah. And Matt's like, I'm not a hero. <laughs> wait on Rand. Like, Rand will do a thing. Just wait for <laughs> Rand. Like, just wait for Rand. He's like, I don't need to talk about anything. <laughs> And Beslin is very much like, I'm going to foment a rebellion. Like this is cannot stand. This aggression cannot stand. Um, And, and he's talking about basically like guerrilla tactics. He's like, you know, we can't push them out by force of arms, but we can make things super uncomfortable for them. Mm -hmm. Like look at the white cloaks, you know? Um, And Matt is just like, be careful what you're saying. Like you're going to get your mom in trouble. You're going to get all of us in trouble. Uh, So yeah. So they... I did love this exchange, though, where he's talking to Tom and he's like, cool his temper if you can, Tom, and cool your own while you're at it. I would think by this point you've had enough of shaving blind. And Tom is like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I will. I'm trying to cool his head. And then he goes, you say you won't take any risks, but you will. And when you do, you'll make anything Beslin and I might try to look like an evening stroll in the garden <laughs> with you around. Even the barber is blind. And it's basically like, don't pretend like you are not this person yeah don't give me advice about being cautious because you're matt coffin (laughs) exactly (laughs) and that's like i don't know what he's talking about i never take any risks like what are you even saying sir (laughs) (laughs) 
classic uh so yeah and then this is when we get the timestamp. he says um in the next page the shanshan were not going to be driven off by anyone mm. except an army with ashaman like the one rumor said had fought them to the east a week ago so that was the big battle with rand right and the ashaman which so is at that, the end of the last book. which was at the end of the last book so that positions us We've actually rewound a yes. bit from where yes. we were with like Katsuin, et cetera, I think. Uh, uh, I think we're back in time a little bit. So. I'm going to need Robert Jordan to relax on well, his wishy-washy time stuff. So his wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey nonsense. The, the most wibbly-wobbly, timey Somebody dropped it. I wish I could remember. It probably was Mike Sedai again. There's somebody else who's been very good about helping us keep up. There's a timeline yes webpage thingy um and i will very cool. put that into the show notes because that will help us with this also no that was awesome i was like looking at that and yeah. it, you can click like buy book um so that you don't get spoiled mm-hmm. so it knows like what book you're on i'm just right. looking it was michael 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 found an interactive map that traces events chronologically thank you michael That's very cool um yeah i'm gonna look at that after this yeah so he's like you know he's talking about dicing and he's trying to find a place to rent because because of this abusive relationship he doesn't want to go back to the palace well it's more than that he doesn't have anything of his own or anywhere to put anything of his own to plan and escape so he needs a space Mm -hmm. that is 100 his own that's not in the palace where everybody's in cahoots right so yes um, but because the Sanshan have come in, yes, everything is booked. Yeah. Everywhere is full. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's sort of like walking around and he's trying to be careful because he knows he's not in a place where he can probably win many fights right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the city is so full, he knows like by the time he's like, I'm not going to find anywhere right now. Mm-hmm. I should just get back to the palace. He's like, it's going to be too hard to go through the main streets. I'm going to take alleys. And also he's, you know, feeling badly. His hip is hurting him. He just has to like, he's moving slow. So, yeah. So he decides to go through the back ways and he has this line where he's like, he still kind of feels like he's being watched, which is weird. And that's when I was like, ding. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he trips on something in the alley and falls. And a golem appears right in front of him. I mean, Robert Jordan's so good at, I, we say it all the time, yes. but he's so good at these like little Matt tension moments mm-hmm. that are so scary. And this was one where it's like, obviously I know Matt's not going to die. Right. But I also- I'm Really nervous. <laughs> very nervous because he is hurt. He's mm-hmm. not fighting well. He We have just been told that he's not fighting mm-hmm. well. He just spent like an entire chapter telling us how Matt is not the Matt that we yes. like have gotten used to, mm-hmm. you know? And so, oh, it's so scary. Yep. Yep. So he pulls out his fox head and he's, you know, barely fending off the golem with the fox head, which as we found out earlier, you know, the golems get burned mm-hmm. by it. Uh, and Matt is thinking about like, you know, how he was told, uh, by this same golem. Cause he, there's a scar on his face. He wants from you Brahad. dead. Yeah. He wants you dead as much as he wants her. And he still doesn't know who's her or who's he. Mm-hmm. We have some guesses, but 
What are our guesses? <laughs> I thought it was Moradine. Right. Uh, I was pretty sure it was. Yes. I remember now. And he like... wants Nynaeve. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember why he wants that. Or if we know, um... we might not know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so then this voice says, oh, he's down here. Like, hurry, he'll get away. Um, and it chases the golem off because it literally it's like a little villain monologue, like, oh, I'm not allowed to be noticed, so I will have to come get you along. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Future. I'm like, okay, golem. BRB. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's this very, very creepy thing yeah. where it like folds itself into a teeny tiny like brick hole, essentially. Yeah. And that's like, that's the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> yeah. life. Um and this guy behind him is like, same, bro. Creepy and weird. <laughs> and it's this old man. This isn't the same old man we saw, is it? At so, the end of the book, two books before this? You're going to have to be more specific. At the end of the Crown of Swords, when all that nonsense is happening, Matt runs into like an old beggar near J.T.M. Carradine's. Yes. That's is it the who same I guy? think it is. That's who I think it is. Because they were, remember this that. was from my, this was the note I was like, oh, this is the guy from the Dark Friend Stakeout. Like right. they were is like sitting him? in that square watching J.J.M. Carradine's palace. And there was this beggar with a big nose yeah. sitting there. So it's got to be the same guy? Definitely the same guy. We don't know what this guy's deal is, though. We don't uh, know that he's a dark friend. No, we don't know that he's a dark friend. Yeah. We'd All we know that he was in the vicinity of Carradine's palace. Yeah. Um, and he and, and so, Matt exchange some words. Well, so he shows up. But Matt doesn't recognize him. He's like, oh, he looks familiar, but I can't place him. And then Matt goes, I've seen something like that and shot our logo. And I was like, what? Why are you telling this stranger that you have been there? Really? It was so weird. No, but... I know. And okay. this guy is like, uh, what Why were you, you there? <laughs> and Matt doesn't answer him. And he's just like, where are your friends? Yeah. It's such a bizarre interaction. It's a really honestly. strange interaction. Yeah. Cause then they like have this and the dude's like, oh, I just thought you needed help. And I thought if I pretended there were more people, that mm -hmm. thing would get scared. And then Matt's like, let me introduce myself. Oh. I'm Matt Calvin. I was like, hold, hold on though. Can we rewind for on? one second? Sure, because the sure. guy, this felt pointed to me. Oh, we the have the dark one's own luck. No, no, no. It was this line. I'm not certain anyone out there understood what I was shouting. It's hard enough understanding them. Uh, because there have been times when Matt doesn't realize he's speaking a different language. True. And I wasn't sure if this was one of those oh. or if he was just talking about that the Shanshan have this thick drawling accent. I assumed it was hard that. To so it could be. But I like the idea of but, the tongue coming into it. Yeah, I was just curious if i do like that um uh. so yeah so matt's like i'm matt like who are you and we find out his name is noel charon but also why are you just telling people who you are willy-nilly because he's i matt. guess he's like you saved my life yeah and he's and the guy is like oh i don't have anywhere to stay i'm just gonna like sleep on a bench um and matt's like no no come with me to the palace I'm going to invite this stranger it's who just wild. saw a golem and who I just told that I had been in Shadar Lagoth back to the it's palace so, with me. It's so for bizarre. Reasons, for this reasons. Felt, I know. This felt very authorial intent. Very oh, yeah. like, I need this to happen. So it's happening. Please don't look yeah, too closely. Exactly. Like, I get I'm it, mad. bro. He's grateful. He's grateful. He I get it. Yeah. Okay. I'm. It's fine. 
um fully understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh ugh, chapter 17 yep lots of thailand lots of thailand unfortunately um they walk back to the palace of course it's like this terrifying experience where he's just like keeping an eye out because he just saw that mm-hmm. thing go into a tiny hole yeah. and now he's like it could literally be anywhere yep um they get to the palace and he's sort of like, okay, which entrance should I take him into? Mm-hmm. And he decides to go to one of the stable yard gates because he figures that's the best way he can get a stranger in. Um, and he get he ha- he at least gets a guard that he like knows. Yeah. And meanwhile, Noel is asking all of these questions like, oh, you and your lady wife live in the palace? Like, oh, what is, uh, what's going on here? And Matt's just like, I am not going to tell you anything. Not, now, now, now I'm, I'm going to hold on to information. I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> um, oh. And he sort of is like, it's like Matt feels there. I know that we've been seeing Matt sort of gain this, like not necessarily maturity isn't the word, but like an older tone <laughs> yes, maybe yes. to, and, 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 yes. uh, an older way of speaking. And I think we really see it here mm-hmm. when he's interacting with this guard. Cause I don't even think we saw it too frequently when he was talking to his like soldiers. No, no. But here just like, will there be questions if my friend beds down with my men, there shouldn't be, there's room for one more with my fellows. Like just, there's something in the dialogue there that felt like distinctly mm-hmm. Matt acting older. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. I do agree. And the, the guard's like, ah, no skin off my back, man. Like, right. let's go. Fine. Cool story. Uh, so let's see. So he leads him to where the red arms are. And we find out there's like very few of them alive. Um, well, there's and- this like point where like, do we care about this like sunshine interaction? Oh, I mean, if you want. Just that the like sunshine are coming with like Lady Sarat. So of course Lady Sarat's staying there. Um, and then it's like, just some the way the guards notice how the Sanchan act towards them versus how they act towards other Sanchan guards. Mm-hmm. And there's like a like they'll talk to us, but they don't talk to them. It's all very interesting. Mm-hmm. He's just building a lot of Sanchan societal stuff, I think. Yes. Yeah. And then yes, then he gets to there's a like just stop asking questions to Noel. Yeah. <laughs> don't be so yeah. loud. Cause Noel's like, what's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like when you tell your friend, like, don't look, and your friend's like, at what? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. So, it's Vannon, who is at the horse thief, um, and uh, a few others whose names I quite honestly did not recognize. I'm like, who's Harnan? Who's Nethrin? I don't, I don't Borderan. Like, I don't know who any of these people are. But Oh, doesn't... he does run into the... Um... He sees a, a group of Saldam and mm-hmm. recognizes Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teslin Baradon. Who's the worst. The worst. Um, and he, we have been, because Teslin is mentioned, right, in Surat's, not Surat's, Tuan's chapter. Uh, probably. But there, it was very much like they've completely come over to our side. And here, Matt's like, oh, he sees her. She's pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, he can tell she's pretending. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, I think this exchange is notable, right? Where he's like, well, at least it's better than being dead mm-hmm. to be that. And Noel's like, do you really think so? Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, inside, he's like, ah, 
actually, no, yeah. I don't know that I do. And yeah. he compares what is happening to them, to mm-hmm. your point, yeah. to what is happening to himself mm-hmm. uh, with Thailand. But then he thinks, although as if it kept him alive, he would do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. And then we get to the room with everybody. Right. So, you know, Matt is covered in dirt and mud. It's clear they've been in a fight. And Matt's like, they all have questions, of course. And Matt is like, Noel will tell you he saved my life tonight. Like, he is now one of you all of the sudden. Um, And Noel apparently is a natural storyteller um, and tells the whole story, makes himself look a little silly, makes Matt look like a hero. It's like he's being very politic about how he's interacting with Matt's men. Yes. And Matt notices him doing it. Um, It is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's clearly, like... There's something. Just, like, there's something going there's on. There's something. Um, And Matt is just... I mean, you could say it's Matt acting on whims, and he doesn't understand his whims, but they usually end up being right because of yeah. the luck and the tether and things. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure that will come back here. Um, And Matt's like, yeah, the golem is looking for me. None of you have to worry as long as you're not around me. Um, you, I'm going to give you gold in the morning and you will all leave so that none of you get killed. And they're like, that's hilarious. We're not doing it. <laughs> Basically. Um, yep. And then Matt's like, you're all, what? This is ridiculous. Just because it wants me doesn't mean it won't kill you. Anyone who comes to his senses can go. The offer is open. And then Noel is like, I've seen your like before. Some men have an air about them that makes other men follow where they lead. Some lead to devastation, others to glory. I think your name may go into history books. (laughs) And Matt's like, I hate this. Thanks, I hate it. Oh, it so, is, yeah, yeah. I le- I'm I'm very curious about. Yeah, Noel. I know. Tell me more about Noel. Um, so he's going to find Tylen because that's what he has to do, and he runs into Julian Sandar, and this is like a weird interaction. It's very weird. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear you say that. I was so confused. So was, is he having like Matt is like he's having an affair with somebody, which we know is clearly not true. No, but like he's Julian is on the wrong floor of the palace functionally, and like since the Shansha moved in. It's be everybody's being very strict about hierarchies yes. and like who's allowed where and who's allowed to interact with who in what ways. Like all of this shanshan, like you know, etiquette is being yep. forced on the palace. Mm-hmm. And he is like, you are in the wrong place. So it, and so Matt is like, of course, it must be a girl. Like he must, there must be a woman. Like that's the only reason he would risk this. Um, but we don't know, like, Julian is up to something. There's something. And Matt makes him the same offer. He's just yes. made his men. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julian is like, nope, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not doing it either. Um, and Matt, and then Matt's like, you can take her with you. Like, I'll give you enough gold. And Julian is like, Ew. like, has this whole, <laughs> like, weird reaction. And then he's like, and then he tries to, like, rescue the situation because he sees that he's been seen in the yeah. wrong place. And it all just goes haywire. Um, and then we get the meat. We get them. I'm not going to call it a meat cute. It's actually kind of a meat gross. It's awful. Um, it's because he just sails into Tylen's room <laughs> yeah. and Tylen is there with Tuan, Surath, and the truth speaker. Yeah. Uh, Anath. Anath. Um, it and is... the dice stop. Ugh. Oh, 
Like before anybody's even said anything. Oh, my whole like heart just twisted inside of my chest because it's like, God, what's going to happen? I don't remember. I don't remember the thing, the, the meeting that I thought I remembered the scene that I'm remembering, I guess happens later. I have I one. Have... I wonder if we're remembering the same because I there's a scene that I kept expecting and then it this happened instead and I was like that must be later then. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So um, we'll find out. We will find out. <laughs> maybe this book. Maybe not this book. Who knows? Yeah. So Tylen tries to send him out of the room, and Tuan is like, "Well, this man has clearly been attacked. Like you told me, the streets were safe, Suroth. Like clearly." it's not safe out there Mm -hmm. and she like it's very like noblesse oblige like I am here to rule everything and I said it has to be safe so it has to be safe and why are you not making it safe um and uh but he notices that Suroth sounds anxious which is notable right he's reading the room he's seeing how like Tylen is staring at Suroth Suroth is staring at Tuan and like Mm -hmm. there's clearly he's he's and unpicking the power dynamic. He's confused about how Aneth fits into it, which is correct. Fair. Like he's, he's got a very good read on And there's this like thing. this very long description of like, oh there's a man there and yeah. there's like, and, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. So no, I don't. let's I'm just sorry. move on. And he keeps thinking she's a child because she's like a small Because she's short person. and she's, small. She's little. Um, uh, and so, yeah, so Tuan is, you know, like giving Surath shit and Surath clearly is like mad about it, and she's mm-hmm. making she's making it Tylen's problem. And Matt's like, "Oh crap!" If so then Tylen's Matt's like, problem, "I just I problem. just fell down, fell down, Again, I fell down." Textbook. Um, and then he's like, "My lady," <laughs> which right. does like, not do anything. No, doesn't do anything good. Uh, and then so no one answers him, but. Anna yeah. tells to like to you're, you're you're being foolish. Obviously, like this is fine. Stop wasting time on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, fine, you might be right. And she says, time and the omens will tell. But obviously, this guy's lying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's afraid of Thailand, but obviously, he's lying. Right. And I love how he's like, well, I got really hurt the day that you took over the fucking city. It was so you good. You want to talk about getting hurt? Like, that hurt. <laughs> and then <Tylen> just drinks her <laughs> wine, yes. which sort of cracks like, me up. Oh, God. Um, and then she, Tuan gets up and goes to him. And mm-hmm. she's like, it's the scene, you know what it made me think of? In Boslerman's Romeo and Juliet. When Romeo comes to Juliet's room after Tybalt and Mercutio have died uh-huh. and he's been beaten up and she reaches for his face and she turns his face this way and that and is like looking at him yeah. with those freaking giant eyes Claire Danes has. Right. It's like, that's the scene. Oh, wow. But there's, it's so much more fucked up. Yeah, I did not make that parallel. Uh, so yeah, so she's clearly like closely examining him and he like Mm -hmm. feels like a horse. Um, and, uh, and she's like, oh, you fought against us. Did you swear the oath? And, you know, he's like, oh, I swore the oath. Like I didn't have a chance to fight. Um, and yeah, so she's, so then Anath is like, listen, he's like telling you what's going on. Like, do you want him? Just buy him. And and so then Toon tries to buy him from Thailand. And Thailand's like, oh, no, he's a free man. Right. 
I can't sell him, but she's very hesitant about it. And it's clearly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to have to say no to this person. Yep. Yep. And then Tuan is also reading the room and she's like, oh, Tylan, you're so afraid. Like, you don't have to be be afraid. afraid. You'll see. You're going to be my sister. (sighs) I'm going to make you a high blood. Like, you're going to be great. It's going to be fine. Very, all very uncomfortable. And Matt is like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. And so when he has like a second, he sort of like pulls Tylan aside. Mm -hmm. um, And he's like, by the way, a golem tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to come after anybody who's close to me. So you should let me go. Yeah. And she's like, ha, that's hilarious. That's and I hope the golem gets Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> same. Oh my God. Same. Oh, um, so then Thailand explains a little more. She's like, I don't remember. Ex- I don't know exactly what Tuan is, but like Surath jumps when she speaks and she jumps when Anna speaks. So I could swear that Anna is some kind of servant and like, it's very weird. And also I'm going to like abuse you later. Yeah. Then the rest of this is creepy and weird. Yeah. Yep. Oh, because they, they leave. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh shit, the dice stopped. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. I came face to face with three people I don't know. So he knows it probably has something to do with mm-hmm. something in this room, but he doesn't know what. And we know it's. Yeah, we know. We know. Ooh. Woo. All right. Chapter 18. My goodness. 18. Uh, so he's like nervous about the golem. Um, the rest of the red arms won't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Ulver is being over. And Tom and Beslin are like constantly going out together, doing their secret whatevers. Um, and Julian yes. keeps coming up to the yes. floors that he shouldn't be. And Matt even is though he was punished, he was literally like, strung up yep, and beaten. beaten. Yep. So it's got to be something important. Yep. Um, yep. 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 And I'm and like, he, do am I supposed to know what he's doing? I don't think so. Okay. Couldn't I don't remember. think we are because we haven't been here for. M- for literally a book and a a thousand pages it's been a thousand pages it's been almost 1250 it has been 1255 pages um so i don't think we're supposed to know okay so matt is cataloging the return the creatures that he's seeing what people are saying about the creatures he's learning more about the shanshan Mm -hmm. um and how like this I thought was notable um, because he's saying like, oh, all the soldiers seem like veterans, like the way they all move. It's clear that they've seen battle. Yeah. Um, and he has learned that uh, Shanshan was an empire larger than all the nations between the Aerith Ocean and the spine of the world, all under one empress, but with a history of almost constant rebellions and revolts that kept its soldier skills keen. So it's, I appreciated this actually, because I think a lot of the time in high fantasy, we see these mega empires and like every now and then you know often there's a rebellion but like it's like small it's like yeah you know it's like scrappy and this is so clearly like oh no like it's one empire sort of but they're constantly yeah. having to enforce yeah their rule, which feels much more like actually realistic yes. if you're gonna have an empire that big you're constantly gonna be yeah enforcing it violently because no, nobody cool. wants to be part of that yeah for obvious reasons so no, I, I didn't pick that. up on that that's yeah. cool that's a, it's a good, good bit of world building like realism mm-hmm. yeah and we also get a little bit this was a little confusing because there's like the death watch guards but then there are also the seekers 
Avengers? Yeah. I mean, they've got, she's just throwing it around. There's Everyone's scarier than the segments. one before. Yeah, everybody it. is terrifying. Um, and and there's some the Ogier guards. Yes. Yep. We, but which they're we not heard like about loyal. in the two on chapter. No, they are not like loyal. I miss loyal. It did make me think about. I know we're not like reviewing the show, but I just want to point out that in this teaser for season two, we did see Anne Ogier in the company of the Shanshan. Right. And this, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, oh, the Shanshan right. know about Ogier. They're familiar with Ogier. They're actually Ogier who Which work tracks. with the Shanshan. So like that positions that a little better because I remember being so confused by that cut. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell is going on? So this helps me position that a little bit more within um, the world building. We also get like this sort of like, as usual, sort of like down low of yes. like of news and rumors of where Rand is. Yes. Um, Matt is like trying very hard not to think about them because mm-hmm. of the weird colors stuff that happens inside of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's like, it's like, is Rand dead? Is he with the way? It's all the rumors we've heard yes. before, I think. Yep. Yeah, a lot of this is rehashing, actually. It's so interesting because this is bloat. This is book bloat also. This is a lot of rehashing of stuff. But it is more fun to read because he enjoys writing Matt more. And you can tell in the prose. Yes. Um, But it is Matt's like, yeah, right. (laughs) It still should have been edited down. Uh, So let's see. So Matt is leaving the palace. And he is, he finds himself in front of the, the wandering, wandering woman. woman surprise where he'd stayed yes and had that room and the it, the innkeeper is that woman who yes. uh took tell elaine yes yeah she took elaine and Nynaeve to the kin that's right um, that's right so yeah he, so he runs into her and is like please tell me you have a room and this is where we get that exchange where she's like okay so yeah like pretties as People keep calling him Tylen's pretty. I know it's terrible. I wish you all could have seen the face pretty. Was um, I made an awful face. It's a bad one. She's like, this is a time on our tradition, but they like usually have consent. Literally, she's like, usually they're like free to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not right what she's doing. So yes, I will help you. And I was just like, thank fucking God. Like finally. Um because he's it, just but she's looking, also objectifying him. Yeah, very because aggressively. He, he asks for just somewhere that he can keep yes. a chest where he can collect his things, mm-hmm. basically. And the price is him doing basically like letting him like doing a little like twirl and being like, this is my body. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. No, but um, at least he gets what he needs. Finally, he, gets he what has he a needs. he has a stash spot. Um, and then he gets back to the palace and his two uh, attendants, men in waiting or whatever, are like, all of your clothes are moldy, my lord. He's like, awesome, awesome. Go Great. take them to this inn and put them in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like thinking about how he's going to get stuff out. And we get yeah. the mention of his uh, his spear, the Asha Andare. Yes. Andare, yeah. Um, where he's just remembering, like, I paid too high a price for this mm-hmm. thing, which is pointed because it's going to come up again in like oh, two pages. it sure is. So he's <laughs> got that he hatches this whole plot where the his attendants are going to like run like a handful of gold every mm-hmm. time over to the inn. And, you know, Tylen is like suspicious, but he tries to keep it from her. Um, He finds a bell founder. This also cracked me up. There's this bell maker and Matt's like asking him all these questions 
things about You're like so annoying. Yeah, and this guy is like, I am making bells for the high lady Suroth. Please leave me alone. It's very funny because Matt cannot figure out yes. Aludra's question, this yes. riddle she put to him mm-hmm. of like, all right, I'll tell you if you tell me why I need a bell founder. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he he has like three, she's like, take a few days, think about it, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, Great, let me go ask this guy. Right. And this guy is I think like, I just please leave me alone. Riddle, did you? Yeah, I sure did. Because you remember or because no, no, you figured because it out? No, no, because I figured it out. I used my brain. So the, <laughs> the way that they launch rockets is that uh-huh. they're tubes and right. you position one end of the tube against the ground right. and then you light the fuse and it goes up because yeah. that's the direction it has to go. But if you tilt a tube on its side, how do you control which way? Like you can put the, like it's much less... Like, I think it makes more sense because when it explodes, stuff is going to come out at you where you are by the fuse. So it's like much more dangerous. And how do you keep it? Oh, like, it needs how do you the... point it? It needs a back. I see. Like yeah. a bell. Like when you think about what a cannon yeah. is like, you load it from the front. There's no opening on the back so that it goes the direction that you point it and you can control it the direction. It feels like a very convoluted way to be like one end of the tube has to be closed. I don't disagree. <laughs> But that's what I think Matt is not understanding. <laughs> that's why you need a bell maker. Anyway, Matt is having no luck, but he is, well, no luck with the bells, but he is having luck making out with the Ludra. Yeah, they make out a lot. A whole lot. A whole I mean, more power to him. They both seem, it seems very consensual. Yes, yes, like, yes. He seems like he's very good at kissing, apparently. Mm-hmm. He thinks so. And <laughs> she seems to react in such a fashion. Uh... Um, I do love her like me. I do not believe in telling a man more than he needs to know. <laughs> she said right after making out with him. Yeah. Like she says it breathlessly. <laughs> like, that's amazing. I love you, Aludra. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's very funny. Yeah. Um, and then we hear about how Tylan is spending all of her time with Surath and Tuan. Um, mm-hmm. That's still trying to figure out all of the politics and he hasn't quite figured it out um he keeps running into tuan and he hears anath talking to tuan like very bluntly and even suroth is like i can't believe you let her talk to you that way and she's just like i you don't understand um and he so one day he goes into thailand's rooms and finds tuan there examining his spear his ashandre Mm -hmm. uh and she tries to buy that from him yeah um and he points like it says like ravens were an imperial sigil to the sunshine mm. and he's sort of like i don't need to be here yeah let me get out please uh i do so... think it's important to note that like there is also no chemistry here like matt doesn't find her attractive he doesn't he and thinks like, she's like yeah. small and young and i think but i think the point is because matt Matt's consistent refrain is that women are awesome. Mm-hmm. He he likes all women. Mm-hmm. We've never seen him have like taste You're in right. terms of women. Yeah. Like he just sort of is like, I'm down, right? Yeah, as long right. as he has some control and say in the matter. He likes pretty eyes. He he likes pretty eyes, right. uh, which we have been told several times that Tuan's eyes are yes. intense distinct. and distinct. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time we're actually seeing him have any sort of taste for a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's 
unique because he is not interested in her. Right. Every he's other never woman not interested. He's, he's never. never not interested. Yeah. So I think that's what that's about. Yeah, but I just mean like authorially, like this is clearly very deliberate. Yes. To continue to build the like first two on tries to buy him and he doesn't find her attractive and like mm-hmm. So we're setting up the daughter of the nine moons to be like the worst possible match for him. Yep. Is what it feels like. Yep. I just, I was like thinking of what mm-hmm. I do remember. Yeah. And I, I don't, don't remember enough to. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so she's, she's like yes. looking at this thing. I do like their interactions in terms of the like, not that I think they're good or there's any chemistry there, but it's more that it's like, I like that strange uncomfortableness. Like mm. it's just the tension is mm-hmm. fun to read mm. because this like you're immediately anxious when he's come into this room and yes. sees her there with this weapon that I mm-hmm. that he holds like such importance right mm-hmm. to him. And she's just like touching it and looking and tries to buy it obviously. And so there's this like very heavy mm-hmm. interaction between them where she's like, I will pay 10 times what you paid. And he was like, the price wasn't gold. And he feels it is like a fool would only pay it one time, let alone 10. And that Mm -hmm. has so much meaning to him. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure he said it with weight and Mm -hmm. importance in a way that she could read, but doesn't understand. Right. Yeah, That's right. Um, so she clearly, I think will pick up on there's something important about him too. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just, I think it's actually really strong character interaction work. Yeah. And then it keeps up, you know, they have these encounters and he's like, I keep running into her. It's so weird. Like, but she's not even looking at me. Like she's looking through me. She's looking past me. It's just so strange that like, how could, how come I keep running into her? And he wants nothing to do with her, like aggressively nothing to do with her. Um, so yeah, so he's like, he's trying to keep his cubby hole on the down low. He's trying to like avoid two on, um, and he's really starting to build up his stash and it starts to bother him. He's like, what if somebody else lifts up this paving yes. stone? Like it's Ugh. easy to find. And this last line, oh my God. I was like, I literally, so it's, he had to make sure well, he's like thinking like, what if someone steals my stuff? Yeah. Uh, and then he goes, he had to make sure for himself afterwards long afterwards he would wonder why the bloody dice had not warned him and I literally went what an ending for us (laughs) because that is where our section ends that's right it could not have been a more perfect section ending it's such a good section ending but I was like oh okay overall god I love Matt I've missed Matt desperately yes the books have needed him and needed his voice yes 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 like understand all the reasons that he wasn't there, mm. all this other plotting stuff had to happen. But man, the books are, they just move differently yeah, than do. Matt POV. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if the Wheel of Time was just Matt POV? It would be, I actually Very genuinely different. think it would be YA. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be a YA series. If it was only Matt. Yeah. YA slash moving up to like new adult or yeah whatever. yeah that's right new adult interesting I'd read anyway. it though oh of course you would. I would read the crap out Obviously of it you actually would. and I would love it and I would Somebody hate has, the movie adaptation that's right you would hate the movie adaptation somebody's probably done the matte cut like you could just like t- list all of the chapters that were matte POV and only read those 
but that's not the same. No, it's not the same. I'm just thinking out loud. Anyway, but I'm sure right. that exists. I'm sure the I'm mat, so the mat cut. The mat cut definitely <laughs> exists. There's no way it doesn't. Oh, that's Ooh. amazing. Um, okay. Keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday. Next episode, we will be discussing chapters 19 through 24 inclusive. So read chapter 24 also. Yes. Uh, biggest of thank yous to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at BrianDunnMusic.net, and that is Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you're enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It helps other people find the show, and we really like reading them. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, okay, where can people find you? I am on Blue Sky and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And I am on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And on podcasts. Oh, right. And I also am on the SFF. <laughs> what do I do, Preeti? I'm on the SFF yeah, podcast uh, with Sharifa for Book Riot. There was something that I was going to post about in the Discord, actually, because it was relevant to wheel of time somehow but now it's gone forever but now it's gone forever oh was <laughs> it if i remember i'll put it in the show notes oh no i talked about it on the inter the publish it was the covers it was we we were talking about cover images um in our publishing intermission uh -huh. and that's what we had just done a thing on and i put it in the oh. show notes already i already did it i already did never it. never mind we did it it's fine where are you preeti <laughs> uh i am on all social including blue sky uh at run with skizzers s-k-i-z-z-e-r-s um and co-hosting Daisy Geek Girls and now Women of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. So fancy. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tarvalon or bust. That's how you get into the Discord. It's one dollar a month. Uh just for funsies and to pay our hosting fees. Uh so the biggest of thank yous to our patrons for their support and for helping us remember what the hell is going on. Joanne. N.T. Jennifer P. Anastasia L. Jessica D. Laura M. Brandon. Spencer. Jarvis. Jonathan. Bruce L. Benjamin A. The Bitter Fig. Nate M. Joanna S. James C. Druidus Cleodna. Ross J. Stevani, Joseph E, Johanna R, Christina M, Lizzie R, Kate G, Erica, Ariel, Holly B, Elizabeth M, Ryan M, Zach H, Eleanor, Justin H, Fred, Robin, Lisa D, Jordan Z, Greg G, Saga N, Josh S, Robert J, Ben P, G Todd, P Footy, Ross P, Tobin T, Megan, David N, Ariel B, Amy A, Michael, Linnea M, Lindsay W, Julie, Danielle G, Dan B, John A, Clara H, Carly, Brendan O, Mary, Caroline P, Joe E, James K, Mathis, 
Joseph S, Ryan M, Sarah R, Helen D, Joshua M, Michael D, M Lethem, Janae H, Jennifer P, Christina G, Chaitali S, Charlie E, Arcade, Stephen S, James, Ruth A, Jetlag Jessica, Mandarb the girl, not the horse, David U, Meridim, Mimi K, Amanda, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirius G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time. <laughs> but oh, it is... <laughs> Jed left the old version of this in there. <laughs> but it is an ending. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs>